By Morning by Matthew Gazda. Act 3. Later that night. The Living Room. You don't look okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. What happened? Did he say? What did you say? I don't think I can explain. You try. No. I was the one who said you should come. Logan was the one who said he wanted you to turn around, but we got it backwards. He wanted you here, and I wanted you far away. You both wanted a scapegoat. You tried out Dylan, but he wasn't game, so now it's my turn. Iris. No, you, you, you feel ashamed and out of control, and you stabilized yourself by beating up on me, and you know it. You can't bring yourself to say sorry, both of you. Uh, fuck me. I am falling Gabe. apart. Sometimes I think about how... I think about how if human beings don't wipe themselves out, how in a thousand years they'll just think about how brief life was. And they'll just, they'll just be in a sort of awe at how we didn't go crazy at having to live such short lives. I think people do go crazy, though. What did Logan say to you? I think the question is, what did I say to him? Okay, so... I don't, I don't know where to begin. Anywhere. I chastised your brother for being obsessed with the past, but I think I'm the one who's obsessed. Be specific. I can't. Try. I'd sit in your kitchen and have coffee with your mother. Then Logan would drive us to school. That was junior year. I barely saw my own parents. I didn't care. I loved the intimacy of this house. Which means what exactly? I don't know. It's just what came to mind. What is it that you can't let go of? It won't let go of me. Which this, is what? I don't know. You know. I, oh, I can't believe how much you look like him. It's like you're growing into his face. That's an uncomfortable thing to hear. I can't help it. Yes, you can. I don't want you to get angry with me. I'm not angry. Well, what are you then? Imperceptibly chill. That's anger. I'm I... incapable of getting angry. I'm not. Good. So you be angry and I'll just sit here. I didn't say I wanted to. I said I could. When I was maybe like eight, we went to the wedding of my older cousin, Mike, and I just like danced all night. And people said, look at that crazy kid. I was so happy I didn't care about what people said. And would I have cared? I was eight. On the way back in the car, I fell asleep, of course. So did my brothers. All I remember then is my dad carrying me back into the house and both of them kissing me goodnight. I still remember how their skin smelled and how warm my bed was, how warm my skin was, how perfect everything seemed. Come here, Gabriel. 
I think I'd rather be with them now. Wherever they Put are. Put your head on my shoulder. Do you remember last year when we were at that bar and you asked me to come home with yes. you? Yes. You're not used to being told no, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love getting looks from strangers. I love when someone undresses me with their eyes. That's when my boredom is alleviated. And that's when I light up. That's what happens when you're brought up taking ballet lessons, singing lessons, gymnastics, cheerleading. <laughs> when you're systematically trained to seek applause, recognition, approval. I didn't want to reduce you to my desire for you. You don't have to justify yourself. Your pride was wounded. Who cares about my pride? I do. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because people who have pride are less of a burden on me than those who don't. Playing on people's fantasies is the way I get power over them, so when I can't do that, I just don't know what to do. Why is power necessary? Because what do you replace power with? I wish I was more comfortable with being sincere. Me too. Because I feel sincere, you know. It's just hard to be the way I feel. What will I do when I stop being beautiful? I need someone to tell me. Iris, don't be an idiot. <laughs> Your voice is so gentle even when you're being critical. Everything about you is gentle. Oh, I'm kind. It's a method of coping. With what? People. I get that. My parents were successful participants in a consumer society. They made money. They lived comfortably. And so they assumed that they had figured things out. Arrogant fucks. They died full of self-hatred and confusion. Don't say that. We are supposed to get wiser with age, but we don't. I, I don't. I don't think. You say you don't get angry, but... Something's torn open inside of me. Maybe you should punch a pillow or something. No. I wish I'd met you independent of your family, outside of everything. In another life. Iris. What? We can't change our circumstance. <sighs> it's freezing in here. Do you want me to get you a sweatshirt? No, that's okay. Are you sure? Can you put your arms around me? <sighs> Let's just not talk or look at each other for a second. Am I embarrassing you? Yes. <laughs> I feel like anything is possible tonight. Maybe. But that doesn't mean it should be. You know? Yeah, I know. There were no bodies at the funeral. That's what I can't get over. The absence of corpses. Of any sign that the bodies I called my parents used to exist. Gabe, I, I understand how difficult this is. Do you? No. Then why would you say you do? Because that's the socialized response. Exactly. Am I required to have something more than platitudes right now? No, you're not. So give me a break. Well, I just didn't know you were going to show up here expecting sympathy from us. Excuse me? Never mind. <laughs> Why did you say it was okay for me to come if you harbored all this resentment towards me? Because? 
I wanted to see people get hurt. Oh, right. The funeral was disgusting. People come, pay their respects, pretend to say a prayer, go home. And that's it. Today, I shook hands with several hundred people who don't actually give a fuck. And in turn, when those people die, hundreds more will attend those funerals just because that's what they believe they're supposed to do. And maybe the worst thing about it was the social aspect. Golf buddies catching up, old ladies gossiping, second cousins flirting with each other. It was a day at the country club, not a funeral. You should have stood up and said something. No, I'm too gutless. Bullcrap. That's the whole point of this conversation, Iris. I am the safe one. The nice one, the one who never does anything. You have all the power here. You want to fuck me, then fuck me. <laughs> you think I have self-control. No, 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 no. I've got self-pity, self-loathing, self-control. Self-control would mean being able to kiss you because... That's what I want to do. But I can't. Because I won't. Wrong answer. I wonder what it was like in the 15 seconds between the terror and the explosion. Gunshots, screams, then, then bang, time stands still. I think it's still frozen. I'm chasing after the dead, trying to call them back, but they can't hear me, so they don't turn around. Can you kiss my neck? My whole life, I have been torn between Logan, who did everything my father asked, and Dylan, who did the opposite of everything my father asked. There's something sane, I think, in avoiding extremes. I, <laughs> I don't feel very sane. You will. Because you are. Never understood why my father stayed with my mother. What? What didn't you understand? How he endured her. Uh, <laughs> same way you endured him. It you know, before I came down here... I looked out my window and watched the geese high up in the moonlight and, um, I think I'm going to quit acting. <sighs> Idiot. I could hear my dad's voice and my brother's. It's crashing. Telling me that I'm not good enough. It's just like the funeral. Why don't you say something? Stand up for yourself. I think I'd rather quietly cut them out of my life. Why do you act weaker than you really are? Because what's the point of being strong? What did it get, Logan? And in his own way, what does it get, Dylan? I don't know. Fuck expectations. You don't fuck being exceptional. It is an addiction. I don't need that shit. You look so much like your father. It's almost disturbing. You've already alluded to the fact. I can't get over it. Children are a vessel for genes to survive in. That's one way to put it. When I first got back, I laid down in the backyard for a while. 
I smelt the damp of the oak leaves, felt how the mud grips their absence, and I wondered if maybe I am the one who died, who's dead, and if somewhere far away they are mourning me tonight. I want to know you, Gabriel. Everywhere life is deeper and more beautiful than I can describe. I want to know who you are. It's a grief. Not just for them, but for everything that surrounded them. The smell of lilacs in the garden after a long rain. Soup simmering in the kitchen. I don't know what I'll do if you don't let me into your life. Spiritual pain. It has its own tongue. Its own vocal cords. All day, I have just wanted to scream. And scream. No, no, no. I'm just going to let it pass. Can I touch your face? I don't have a face. Okay. I need to go to sleep. So, you need to let me have the couch. You can, you can have my bed. You should sleep in your bed. I don't want to take that from you. Okay, thanks. But let me let me get you a blanket. <laughs> I scared you away. <laughs> no, it's not like it's just like you know. I'll be, yep, be right back. Here, here you go. Thanks. You're welcome. I feel like a small bird that just keeps dashing itself against a window. <laughs> the dead blind us on their way out. So we have to rely on new senses. New intuition. Are you sure you don't want to keep talking? Yeah, I'm sure. Good night, Iris. Good night, Gabe. I guess I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. By Morning by Matthew Gazda. An audio play in four acts. I hope you continue listening, and for more information, visit bymorningpodcast.com.